Hello and welcome to Now Watching. I am your host, Matthew James Sullivan. Today on the docket, we have three new movies that are in theaters now. Um, we have two movies for, featuring Virginia Afira, who I think is one of the best working actors today. And then we are going to talk about Apple TV's Still Up. So let's dive right in. So first up, we have The Holdovers, Alexander Payne's 2023 movie kind of paired back with Paul Giamatti. You know, I love this pairing um, as someone that has Sideways probably in their top 20 movies of all time. I absolutely adore Sideways. I think it's a perfectly written movie. I think it's expertly directed and Giamatti is just amazing in it. And yeah, I like most of Payne's movies. I really do. Even some of the ones that not everyone loved, but um, this one's towards the top for me though. It's a story of a troubled young man played by Dominic Sessa, um, who's holding over at his private school with Professor Paul Hunnam, played by Giamatti, and Mary Lamb, played by Devine Joy Randolph. Each actor really excels in their role in this heartfelt film. It's both, you know, one of the funniest movies of the year and one of the best dramas. The characters are so well written and just filled with depth and individuality. Uh, you know, I think we found some stars. And Dominic Sessa and Devine Joy Randolph. Devine Joy Randolph is amazing in this movie, and I would love to see her get an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. But yeah, this is a movie I will return to when it comes to streaming or VOD or however it comes. I really like Alexander Payne movies for rewatchability, and this one really fits the docket. I can't wait to show my wife this movie. You know, it's truly one of the best films of the year so far. Next up, we have The Killer, David Fincher's new movie about an assassin. So when it comes down to it, The Killer is a good movie. Sadly, I found it pretty flawed in approach, which kind of keeps it from being a great movie in my eyes. This is a minimalist movie with a minimalist character who's an assassin. A job goes awry and he becomes a target, which leads him on a mission himself to find who was targeting him. I really wish they had leaned even further into the minimalist nature of the movie. I found the voiceover narration honestly completely unnecessary. It kind of felt like he was just trying to fill the void over quieter parts. You know, it just kind of seemed ranty too. And just, you know, going off topic a lot and just truly filling the void. If they had let those quiet parts breathe a little more, I think it would have been much more effective and add to the tension of the movie. You know, I think, if it's almost like as if this movie was supposed to be like partially a silent film with just minimal dialogue, I think that would have worked really well. Um, I just didn't really feel the tension in the movie either. And I think you're supposed to in a movie like this, the character find just kind of feels inevitable, which might be the point, but there really could have been more tension built up in the movie. Um, you know, Fincher rarely misses. I don't think this is necessarily a miss. I just think it could have been better in my eyes. Next up, so last Wednesday, I went to a concert, and before the concert, I went to the movies, and I saw Dicks the Musical by Larry Charles, a 2023 film. So not sure what to say about this movie. It is purposely abrasive and obviously very over the top. It's a musical, I guess. Um, that's one thing that it is. Um, honestly, this is one of the worst musicals I've ever seen. Aside from the last song, which gave me a chuckle, because the lyrics are pretty funny, actually. The songs are pretty terrible overall. It's based on a two-man show. The leads are good enough, I guess. I just did not find this movie amusing. I didn't find it funny. Um, I just 
you know, it just really didn't work for me. But yeah, I've watched a lot of queer cinema this year. And this is probably one of the worst pieces of queer cinema I've watched this year, if not the worst. And like I said, I've watched a lot of queer cinema this year just because I think it's a really beautiful part of film history is queer cinema. This one will not go in the rewatchables or the, you know, reviewing. Uh, I just, I will not ever go back to this movie. I probably will not think of it again after this week, but yeah. So let's move on to the Virginia of Fura movies. So first I watched Other People's Children, the 2022 film by Rebecca Zoltowski. You know, it's a very delicate film of a woman without a child growing close to her boyfriend's child and wondering if it's too late for herself. So like I said, she's played by Virginia Fura, who I saw last saw in uh, Paul Verhoeven's L and Benedetta. Um, two movies that I thoroughly enjoyed. Virginia is a pretty amazing actor and she really nails the character drawing so much empathy throughout the movie. She plays a modern woman with a dilemma as old as time for some women. It is refreshing to see a step partner situation where where there is pure love too. Um, Just, you know, more for the kid, I guess. But I feel like so often step partners and, you know, mothers and fathers are depicted in the worst way and family dynamics and everything. And, you know, with dynamics ever changing in this world, I think there is love and we should celebrate it. Last thoughts of the movie is that Virginia should be seen as one of the best working actors today. And the movie succeeds because it is so dependent on her performance. So I watched another 2022 movie by Alice uh, Vinicor. Um, I don't know how to say her name. Revoir Paris. Revoir Paris. Um, it's a you know heavy and emotional complex film about surviving a mass shooting in a cafe. This movie confirms Virginia Fiera is one of our best actors today, kind of like I've talked about already. And the movie really wouldn't work without her amazing display of her emotional arc. The film is like, you know, another delicate film and how it reconstructs the trauma of Fiera's character. It's just a solid enough movie with just another great performance by Fiera. All right, let's move on to TV and let's take a peek at Still Up. So this was created by Steve Berg and Natalie Walter. It's a story of two insomniacs who are friends who kind of talk over the phone in remote settings. The man is kind of stuck in his house and the woman is, you know, kind of in and out of her own house a little bit. And this is really a rom-com and an effective one at that for having to build chemistry remotely. I think they were smart to do only eight episodes. Ten would have been way too much for the series. You know, it maybe even could have been pared down to six, but I think eight was a good number. You know, the leads Antonia Thomas, who plays Lisa, and Craig Roberts, who plays Danny, are both solid. I'm not sure I believe their supposed chemistry early on, but by the last episode, I was pretty sold, and I thought it had a really, really solid ending. Um, you know, it's a quaint Apple TV rom-com that is definitely worth a watch. And that wraps up today's episode. So... If you like today's episode, you, know, you can give me some stars or whatever. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Clever Clocks Music. You can find me on TikTok at now.watching. You can find me on Letterboxd at MJSUL1. And yeah, if you like the music, the music is Snow Melt. That's one of my music projects, two words, Snow Melt. All right, I'll talk to you next week.